You're listening to the Black Eagles podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 118 of Besiktas International, the Black Eagles podcast. We are back, baby. And we come bearing gifts and good news. Uh, I am, of course, Sinan Sporting, live from New York City. Uh, and with me again, the Akman himself. Evron Akmal, how you doing, sir? Doing good. How are you? Good, man. You can see the gesticulating I'm doing over here. I'm, <laughs> I'm pumped. Uh, good day, a good day, and, and and it's just another reminder never to let your your, your head get down too far. Uh, you know, a bad day today does not guarantee a bad day tomorrow. Um, I bet our numbers for the last episode are probably like legendarily poor because of how uh, nobody wanted to relive that last match. But but I think we're on the up and up here, everyone. I think we might be on the up and up. Uh, let's talk about today's very, I mean, I, I think this goes down as our most important match of the season to date beyond any uh, reasonable doubt. And I think you could in some ways argue it's one of our biggest games in the last few years, or last couple of years, I should say. Because uh, last season obviously was a low, and we didn't really have a definitive, like, if we win this, we can kind of, like, reclaim I the season. I think we kind of had those games against Gala the past couple of years where it was like, if we win this or win the title, then we just got fourth place instead. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> that's true. But those matches are always big, right? I mean, like, yeah. a derby match and all that. But, but this match was one of those, like... Like we haven't, and none of these seasons was there a point where we could actually reclaim things. Like things would fall apart, and then it would just be like you know the 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 last few matches of the season would sort of like maybe we could kind of uh, advance into a higher you know. But this time they're they're really with with Trabzon not being able to participate in Europe next season. Uh, I guess I can say cross your fingers. <laughs> That's sort of rude. <laughs> I doubt any Trabzon fans are listening, so they screw up. <laughs> But um, with all that said, you know, it feels like we're, there's really something on the line here, right? This is the Champions League that we're fighting for. And uh, this match, right? Like, I guess let's do that first. Before we even get into the lineup, everyone, tell our loyal, fantastic listeners, I'm so enthusiastic today, about what happened before our match that led into this important match day for us. Yeah, so we were like... A- we played on Monday, so for the midweek games, we're again like the end of the match day. Uh, so almost everyone had played before us, all of our competitors played before us. So uh, Trabzon is still was still technically in reach, I believe, with with one point. So we're not going to talk about Bashak Shibas. They're now fully out of reach. Uh, Bashak Trabzon managed to tie again. Um, so I think mathematically it's possible, but they would have to lose every game. So we'll 
three. They have keep to go over three over these last. Yeah, three. we'll keep going. We'll ignore that. They haven't lost since like December in the league. So, um, Sivas, that was the big one. They played Denny Malatia at home and lost 1-0 uh, giving us another bone Afria Aqua scoring for Yeni Malatia you've been you've been complimentary of him this year too haven't you yeah I've always liked him. he's kind of been like a player that kind of underperformed in Europe but I think it was kind of like a surprise that he went to Malatia but uh nice. yeah so now Sivas was still four points ahead of us with us having one extra game nothing has changed and then Gala Played Alanya and this game went very poorly for them. Uh, they lost four uh, one. <laughs> yeah, and it really fell apart at the end. It was like two to one, I think. You know. From yeah, and then the last two minutes, even Pectemek got in on the action. That's how bad it was. Oh, um, Yeah, yeah. So that means Gala dropped down. <laughs> well, bad. we're still in fourth, but meaning if we would win, we would again be one point ahead as it was last week. So basically, the two teams above us both lost, so nothing changed. Yeah, um, Alanya won. Uh, suffer for our. Uh, failure yeah. in the so, previous match. <laughs> Alanya won, so they temporarily passed us as before we played Kostnopashra by a point. Yeah, they had a one point lead. And going Fenerbahce tied against Genshayobli, so they dropped points again, and uh, that brought them equal with us ahead on uh, head to head, also having extra game. So, assuming we would win again, that would put us into fourth place. Presumably, just one point behind Sivas, which we wanted to be last week. So basically, rerun. Exactly. We got uh, we got two. another chance to, to to it was a do over. Uh, we hit yeah. the reset button as as a sore loser often will do, like uh, in, in the <laughs> middle of a bad result. Let's try this again. <laughs> Shake your hands off. You know, wipe off the sweat for your controller hand. Um, and let's yeah dive back in. And so we did. Uh, good lead in there, everyone. Thank you for that. And so this week we had some lineup changes and some surprising ones, perhaps. Although generally I think the overall tone I've gotten from our fan base is that there was not... I mean, people were generally okay with our starting 11 this week. Or this... Not this week. We were playing multiple times this week. They were, today. It was a little bit better than last week because we didn't have three defensive mids. Yeah, that's a big uh, plus for sure. Um, <laughs> but so yeah, so Arison played again, which... That's one plus for Sergan because I think he could have been lame and um, sunk his confidence by taking him out after the last match. Uh, on the back line, Enzo Rocco and entered the fray, uh, playing alongside Victor Ruiz. So that's a uh, that's a slow back line there for you. Uh, John Air Erkin also comes back into the squad, playing on the left side with rumors abound. Let's just say it now, since I don't think we'll do a major section on it. Rumors abound that he might be back at the table to sort of re-sign with Besiktash. So um, heads up for that. Maybe we'll get back to normalcy at some point. Um, and we can talk about those things. On the right side, Gokan Gonul is back. Uh, I mean, not back. He's never gone anywhere. Uh, Atiba Hutchinson and El Neni were in the midfield. Uh, and then Diaby behind striker with Boyd and Lenz on the wings. Jeremy Lenz on the right side, Tyler Boyd on the left. Boyd returning from his yellow card suspension, right. by the way. Yeah, I had forgotten that. I thought he'd just been uh, discarded for poor, poor play. But it mu I must say, it looks like Sergei Yalchin has a soft spot for Tyler Boyd thus far. I, I've noticed. To be fair, Tyler Boyd works extremely hard even when he sucks. So I think that's one thing that... Yeah. You know, again, it's always been as a not as a player, but as a coach, he likes his players to run a lot. So, and to his credit, um, 
he must, you know, like I, if you if you train well, I suppose you know a coach sees more than we see. Uh, maybe he's <laughs> doing something on the training grounds. Um, you know, he does have a like he's known to have a good attitude, so I wouldn't be surprised if he trains. Yeah, decently. Um, but so, like, any any thoughts on the, the on our on our lineup here? I think we. I'm not sure if you mentioned, but Burak was up top. But uh, yeah, right. I think it was. Yeah, not I think Burak. it was basically not Burak. Not Burak. Yeah, he was. Oh, sorry. Yes, Burak. <laughs> he started there, but yeah, right. Um, okay, sorry. So I think it was. The only thing I didn't understand was Rocco coming in for Vita. I don't think he's hurt. Um, I'm not sure if anything to do with him not being paid. I hope it's not anything like that. That'd be pretty bad. Um, I think we wanted to see Boateng, but I'm not really sure what his whole contract situation is to stimulate the or to stipulate the purchase. So I'm not sure what that has to do with him playing or not playing or from the start. So I think it's basically what we expected. Yeah. So nothing like crazy. Minus the Rocco. That was on the uh, big curveball. Yeah. I mean, I, I was a little surprised to see Tyler Boyd reinserted. Uh, happily. Also, Kudu was out. So I think. Yeah, that obviously contributed. Um, Nine one. Uh, and again, I think that's his injury, right? That that sort of chronic injury with his knee. Supposedly, yeah. Load management, I guess. Uh, hopefully. Hopefully he'll be back. Uh, and we'll talk about that. I mean, next week's going to be a scramble for, of sorts. But, uh, but so, yeah, that was our lineup. What, what about Kasim Pasha? Tell us a little bit about their lineup today, everyone. Yeah, it was their typical lineup They're, with one small change. I guess their right back was suspended. So uh, their normal defensive mid, that partner is Aitach Kara, which is Turpan. He slotted back into right back. And then Quarajma got the start, which he kind of usually does. He didn't play last game, but I guess, you know, against his old team, the coach let him play. But yeah, basically their typical lineup, they have like that 4-2-3-1 typical Turkish play with like a second striker on the wing, Mamed Babacham. Nothing really crazy. Yeah, um, obviously uh, your boy Quarajma starting on the right side of yeah. their offense. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's... Not not a whole lot of surprises there. So whatever, that's it for Kasim Pasha. I I don't really know much about their side to be honest. But uh, yeah, we would start things off. We, we we would obviously hope to come into this match with some energy uh, and a desire to win. Obviously, the boys know what's at stake here. You hope. Um, but yeah, uh, what did you think of the energy coming out of the gates, everyone? Um, I think it was. Bit slower than we've seen at other times from Besiktas. Uh, it, it looked a little bit like kind of casual, like all right, we're here. It, it didn't have like that big game atmosphere at all. Not that I mean, I guess it's custom push up, but you know what I mean. Like there was, yeah, was Champions that... League on the line. It did not have that feel. And with no fans, um, and... I think it's hard. I mean, you could see a couple guys. Like I, I felt like Atiba. You could tell he knew it was on the line. Like, yeah. you know, a couple of the vets who have been around the block, uh, I think you could sense that they had a feel for it. But but even despite that, uh, it, it would not take long for us to get on the scoreboard uh, with John Erkin sliding in a lovely ball for a, a kind of savvy Tyler Boyd who makes a lovely run. Uh, everyone on the team looked almost surprised that he'd snuck around there. Uh, and certainly Kasim Pasha did. But so, yeah, right off the gate, we score. Tell us about that one, everyone. 
Yeah, it was like a overhit cross from the right wing, goes to the left wing, and John Eric kind of nips in front of uh, Quaresma to get to the loose ball, gets by him with his first touch, and then just whips in a, you know, a classic John Eric low cross, and Tyler Boyd gets in front of his man. Um, you know, kind of like a Tebow's goal I, I described last week, you know, just wanted it more, got in front, and then once he got there, you just had to not manage to sky an open net. So, uh, you know, Tommy Boy gets his first Super League goal for Bishop. Uh, Sorry, one second. Hand washing. Uh, I guess this will be our, our weekly coronavirus reminder. <laughs> washing your hands. Very important. Never forget to do it whenever uh, you have any doubt. Uh, you know, very important reminder. Um, yeah, I mean, what what a match to score your first goal. Um, what a, I mean, it was a nice goal. I don't like what a goal. The, the goal itself wasn't technically very special or anything, but but obviously uh, the, the it was an important one. And it was a good run. Uh, you, you don't want to discredit the run he yeah. made. You got it. He got in front of his defender. Yeah, he made that. that it, it was a smart play. Um, and considering that we had like all the guys, you know, Diaby and and Burak not making the run to, to get on to the end of the ball. Uh, it's, someone did, and so for him to be the one is nice. And uh, for all the doubters and the haters out there, must have been a tough day for them. <laughs> um, but so yeah, carrying on, uh, there would be bad news shortly after the goal. Uh, tell us what happened there. Yeah, Burak kind of just like sat down, got back up, and then Went up for a header. This is the twelfth minute, and then he was like, "Yeah, that's a signal for substitution." Sat back down again. He didn't really do like a single thing before that. It was kind of like one of those starts you didn't even know he was playing. And then first thing I knew, he was down hurt. I appeared to some sort of calf injury. I I don't know. Um, I don't really hear hear much about it. I'm not what you want to see from your striker, but uh, in came our. Hero Yuven Hilton, the the man, the myth, the legend. So. <laughs> we'll talk about so no spoilers. Um, yeah, I mean, so the goal that we scored had like a, a little dose of bad news that came with it. Obviously, losing Burak immediately and seeing Guven come in, which for a lot of us was like, oh boy, we're in for a rough one. Um, and surely enough, to sort of compound our misery, it would just be nine minutes later when. Uh, Senor Coita, a very prolific player today, uh, certainly, um, would get by us and score a goal. Tell us about that one, everyone. Yeah, Coita, who's typically been one of the least um, clinical strikers I've ever seen in the Turkish League, is kind of having like his breakout year. Uh, scored his that. This was his ninth goal of the season. His previous best was five. Bam. Um, so, yeah, he's not really been known for scoring goals, but he's always been very fast. Uh, this goal was uh, Turpan, who is more usually midfielder, was sliding right back, got the ball laid back, just played like a just a really basic clip ball into the box. Um, over Roko's head, who kind of lost, got lost in the <laughs> lost the, the ball in the, during his flight. Instead of kind of like stepping off the defender, the, the attacker who had the ball in his head, he stepped to the attacker, and the attacker just headed right by him. Uh, then there's Koita just saying to just slot the ball into the bottom corner. So basically it's a little back and forth action over monkey in the middle over Roko. And uh, that was 1-0 or 1-1. One, one. 
the the second striker, by the way, Chum, Mama Chum, got the assist. That little wide hit, like that kind of that old Manzu Kitchen Juventus tactic. Lob it to the winger who's taller than the uh, the other fullback. Yeah, um, I mean, I gotta say, Koita was giving me heart attacks every time he get the ball. I'd be like, oh no, please close down on him. Because yeah, especially after the goal, I was like, oh, this guy, this guy means business. Um, and sure enough, uh, speaking of which, it would be just eight minutes later. And at this point, I have my head in my hands. I am feeling sick in the stomach. They score again. And of course, it is Koita again. Uh, everyone, boy, I'm, you're, you might as well just be the host today. <laughs> yeah, I think like really like one minute before that, I touch had a chance. Like uh, it was a nice cross in. By, by the guy Quaresma showed up for the, the only time of the game, I guess. And then Ruiz cleared it off the line. Like, oh wow, I guess guess we survived that. And then, like 60 seconds later, um, Haradinovic just plays in Koita like a just a straight ball through down Roko and Gekon's side. And uh, Roko was not catching up, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> and Koita <laughs> yeah. just fired a, a shot to like the near post, kind of clipped the post as it went in. Kind of like that Jenk goal, I think. Jenk scored against Osmano Sport a couple years ago, if you remember that, near post off, clipping it as it went in. But if you remember that from years back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was one of those really sadly uh, very nice goals, uh, unfortunately, against us. And I I, <clears throat> I said last week that, um, I guess not last week, this week, earlier this week, that Hussein Achar was probably going to get someone to spend some money on him irrationally. And I would not be surprised if uh, Koita did as well. How old is Koita? 29. Ooh, well, I mean, uh, that's like, these days, that's the right age for Bezik Nash. <laughs> um, there are rumors, of course, that we're looking at Papi Cisse, who's having a phenomenal year for Alanya score as well. The right age at 35. Um, yeah. Yeah, so 29 is better than 35. Um, Gokhan Gonul would get himself a yellow card in the 33rd minute. Uh, do you recall how? You know, I, I'm pretty sure we got the free kick in that situation. I think he, like, pushed someone yeah. after he got fouled or he said something. He got fouled? I don't know. I didn't understand yeah. how he got the yellow card there. It, I think I think it was it was something after the whistle. It was, he, like, pushed someone and then he yelled at the ref. So it was one of those two that he got the yellow card for. That would be a theme, I think. Uh, yellow cards that are questionably received um, but in the 37th minute he would come out of the match Gokhan Gonu um, injured it was a rough stretch because that the goal at the 29th minute I think he played a fairly large role in allowing the pass and then the shot uh, and then the yellow card in the 33rd minute and then some sort of injury that plagued him enough that he had to come out in the 37th minute but it would be a decisive decision because Kevin Prince Boateng would enter the match for Gokhan Gunal. And it would force Sergen to shift the lineup around into a more attacking formation, which I think better suited us for this opponent, perhaps. Um, anything you disagree with? Yeah, there, I think just to clarify what that shifting around was, Lens went to right back, um, which I do like him there. Uh, Guven, instead of playing striker, surprisingly, I guess what we expected, they put him to the to the left wing. Boyd went to the right wing. Uh, Boateng played up top, and Diaby played as a ten. So that was like the the shift. I think we, it looked better after that because Guven was kind of like 
he looks kind of kind of like go as a ghost as we said before as that lone lone striker the lone nine and Boateng just has more of a, a presence up there more comfortable backing in defenders certainly so, yeah and lens or, um, looks, sometimes too much of a presence but yeah, yeah lens sure. looks really good going forward as a right back and obviously he's quite fast which we were having some issues with defensively pace wise so i think kind of like a two birds with one stone type substitution sure. even though it was forced through injury so yes uh and so then in the 40th minute Koita would get himself a yellow card, um, which would presage uh, his e exiting the match at halftime. Uh, and in his stead would come in Yusuf Erdogan, a name many fans of Turkish football will recollect, uh, will yeah. uh, will know that will know fondly or not so fondly. Will know what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Nostalgia. Well. No, they'll know familiarly. The guy. Uh, he's, he'll be familiar to many fans of Turkish football. But um, that's a fall-off for him. I don't know how he ended up in Gazan uh, I thought... To, to be honest, that was a, that was a uh, kind of a game-changing... I'm assuming Koito was hurt, because he was kind of killing us that first half. And not to be a spoiler, but uh, Yusuf Erdogan kind of sucked. I mean, yeah. He, had, like, one, he was taking some shots that were like... He had just pace and incentive. Like, yeah, yeah, but he was just sending shots that were going nowhere. I um, know. He's, he bailed us out a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so, yeah, and it wouldn't take long. 49th minute, just four minutes into the second half. Bang! We got ourselves a goal. Uh, Kevin Price Boateng uh, with a very lovely little chip from Jeremy Lenz. Tell us what happened. Yeah, so Lenz made an overlapping run from right back. Diaby kind of slotted Lenz in down the right and another low curling cross into the middle uh, and then Boateng really just calmly passed it into the back of the net um yeah that was it then he did you know nice little hashtag blm celebration mm -hmm. and then that was 2-2 so it was like right the, that, that was kind of like an important goal and that's what we didn't get last week you know the start of the second half just yeah and i mean a moment you didn't shifted. stress the sort of physical dominance of the goal by Boateng there. He really sort of muscled his way in and put in like yeah. a sort of just, you know, just the sort of contact he needed to make, you know. As there I was nothing pretty about it. When he came in, he's definitely more comfortable holding off players. Uh, there, I think it was, yeah, someone was right on his back when he scored that, but it, it definitely did not bother him. He just kind of casually took care of it. the ball in it. Um, and so that would be it for a little while. There'd be a lot of back and forth action. But really, this is the stretch where Besiktas kind of took control of the match. And obviously, Koita not being out there would help. But um, certainly, I think Enzo Rocco and uh, Victor Ruiz somehow settled into the match and managed to kind of minimize much of the risk that Kasim Pasha had been posing earlier in the match. Um, so it looked like if anyone would score it would be us, but we struggled in that regard. And they, they were, of course, still always dangerous on the counter. Um, so it, it was nervy for sure. But so uh, Atiba would get a yellow card in the 63rd minute. Uh, Ndongala would come in for Pavelka. I think it's worth mentioning. Atiba, that was his fourth yellow card, so he suspended for the Malatia game. Yeah, I was going to save that for the end, but we have a number of guys who are going to be out on Monday, unfortunately. Um, 
But so yeah, uh, Ndonga that would come in for Paveka, and that would prove to be a pretty solid move for Katsin Pasha. He was a little scary down their wing at times. Um, Quaresma would leave the game in the 67th minute for what's the guy's first name? Tarkan. Tarkan. Tarkan Serbes. Hajdodinovic would leave the match in the 78th minute for Sadiku. Um, Sadiku was a, is a name that I thought would absolutely be African somehow, and he's definitely not African. He's like no, one of the whiter dudes I've ever seen. Albanian Kosovo. So that was a weird he's one. I saw the name Sadiku, and I was like, oh, another African player. I'm curious. Yeah. And then like some white guy comes out. I was like, whoa, that's not what I expect. He's been here since the Mersin and Marnio used to be in the in the Super League back in the day. Yes, <laughs> he's, the, he's um, an old timer. He's been around the block. Um, but so 80th minute would be uh, an interesting substitution. With Atiba definitely not able to play in the next match, as you mentioned, uh, you'd figure we'd play him out, you know, since since he, he, he'd be off on Monday. Uh, but instead, Nejip Wissel would come in. Yeah. Um, and here's a shocker. So 80th minute, Nejip comes in. 81st minute, a yellow card is awarded to... Nejip Wissel. <laughs> and... One of the worst kinds of yellow cards. It was such an unnet. It was, a, it was a silly foul, and then he got it for complaining about the foul afterwards. So, like, the foul was pretty bad. Yeah, he started yelling. He clearly didn't even get the ball. <laughs> he just started screaming. Like, he clearly got it. Like, it was a perfect tackle. Right? Like, he like, was acting. Thinks he's like Roger Nangle and sliding in and wrapping <laughs> around this guy, but he just kicked the hell out of the. <laughs> it the was a nasty tackle. I was surprised he didn't get the, the card straight away. And then he has the nerve to complain about it, like, <laughs> in a way that merits the card. <laughs> kind of a classic Egyptian slip. Um, that's funny. Yeah, it's worth noting that we needed a goal. We had Dorukan and Karta on the bench, and we subbed on uh, Nejip. Um, yeah. Yeah, because everyone else was a defender, so there wasn't really too many attacking subs to be made. But I would say, in terms of attacking and technical prowess, Nejip's uh, not Dorukan and Karta seem a little bit better in that regard but or just like anyone else <laughs> i don't know <laughs> like i would even literally Vita, to be honest, even Vita say, i would i would play a defender as a forward uh anyway with that said the next bit of action in the match would come in the 91st minute um and and right before here i i i saw something click for guvan yeltsin something in his eye there was a cross attempt it was a poor attempt, way out ahead of him, but he still made a kind of Herculean effort to get onto it, and it was for, for nothing. Okay, I just went out. But you could see for a minute, like, oh, this guy is really trying to assert himself in this match right now. He wants to do something. And sure enough, first minute of extra time, Victor Ruiz sends in a low cross from deep. Bang! Guven Yalcin gets his head on it, sends it across the goal, on, hits it low perfectly, actually. Yeah, diving uh, header. And... The team goes into raptures, celebrating on the sideline. Like, what an impactful goal. How lovely is it to see guys like Tyler Boyd and Guven Yalcin, the, uh, the discarded uh, embers of, of former, formerly exciting players for our fans, uh, to come in and score goals in their most important game of the season. Um, bam, we have the lead. There would not be much of a chance for Kasim Pasha to respond from there. Anil Koch would enter the match uh, in the 92nd minute, I guess probably right after this goal, for uh, Tirpan, who you said is not a regular starter for them. 
Uh, or is, but he was out of position or whatever, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. Wouldn't matter. Game would end. Three to two. Besiktas wins. Besiktas wins. Besiktas wins. Um, what do you got to say, Efren? Um, well, I'll give you a couple interesting tidbits. All three assists were from players playing as our, in our back four, since Lenz was playing right back when he assisted. That's right. Um, and I was just quite pleased to see Ruiz put in a better cross than Diaby or Jonair was able to do in that whole second half. I mean, we're, we're just looking at some real poor crossing from our lefties. And then our center back comes in and puts an absolute peach of a ball. I'm not going to say it was unmissable because obviously you can miss anything, but it was like, you know, it was about as perfect as you could ask. Fredan Guvan, who, as much as we've criticized him for everything, I think, in front of goal, he's still quite good. I mean, this might be a good segue to our stats page here. Um, because I think a, a perfect segue would be for you to relay to our listeners the stat you told me before the show about Ruben Yelchin. Like, we've criticized him a lot. But one thing you can't yeah. say is that he's not talented uh, as a finisher. The problem is, does he want to finish? Does he want to assert himself into a match? Does he want to um, ensure that he's going to do something productive for the team? And that has not been the case. And that's been the worrying part of his game all season so far, honestly. But with that said, there's something about his finishing. Uh, everyone, I'll hand it to you now. And then maybe if you want, jump into the to the whole stats review as well from there. <laughs> yeah, so Juventus only had five shots on target the entire season across 647 minutes and three even, of those have gone in. Even as a winger, that's not <laughs> that's not good. Yeah, that's that's I mean, I'm pretty sure Vita has more shots, <laughs> a lot more shots than that. So like, I mean, I think that's really the issue with him is that he's re- not going to say amazing in front of goal, but he is quite good in front of goal, but this season he's not taking shots. Um but so to reiterate, three so like, goals on five <laughs> shots. That's Kind of ruthlessly efficient in a way. Yeah. If he wants to be. And so it's is this one of those things where he has to be a more well-rounded player. And I think that's where like defensively he's just so bad. Um, probably the worst I've ever seen in a bishop. Like even I would say worse than Quaresma, which is that's that's something. Um, I mean, he's probably single-handedly more responsible for more goals scored against us than like. Enzo Rocco, you know, or someone on defense yeah. who hasn't played that much. And then just on the ball, he's just wildly inconsistent. Sometimes it's like, I really just want to beat his head. But when he is in the box or striking a ball, it is it is usually good. But this season, it just hasn't happened at all. So I think that's why he's gone. And to be fair, when he did celebrate, he had to show that he wasn't fat like everyone said he was. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he didn't watch the game. <laughs> you could tell he was tucking in a lot, but it was, um, yeah, he's definitely not fat. We'll, get, we'll give him that. So, well, so and everyone, tell us about uh, the rest of the, the match statistically. So, what yeah. what really stood out? Is, One thing we can say is we did not is, hold the ball that uh, in a way that Sergey Yeltsin typically has us doing. This is not one of our best games. Um, I would say we really just had three chances to score and scored all three. Um, finally us it's finally us doing that rather than you know. yeah uh we had 53 percent possession customer shed 47 
or 46.8% basically is pretty close. We had 16 shots, they had 14 shots. Um, we had a, more chances created than they did, um, but it wasn't by that much, 16 to 12. I think, like, for example, last week we didn't have the advanced stats. We don't have it again this week, just doing the game of, uh, or the day of the game. I think last week, based such as like expected goals was still quite high compared to Custom Pasho. I um, meant Kaiseri last week, but this week I think it was probably a lot closer. So this is probably like the only time we've ever gotten, I'm not going to say lucky under Sergen, but like where we didn't utterly dominate a game and we still pulled out a result. Yeah, this was like a normal win rather than a suffer, a very insufferable. Yeah. So like, I, I think you compare like the Trob Zone game. We just absolutely like blew them apart and then tied two two. Yeah, so. exactly. I mean, we, we like I think we yeah. earned some karma points, you know. But uh, we 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 earned this one. We needed a little luck. We 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 deserved a bit. I mean, this is really the kind of typical yeah. game that we would have seen against us, where you know someone gets two or three chances and they they score two or three goals and win. Uh, but at least we can't even say this was like against the run of play as those ones typically are, you know, because usually it will have like 60% of possession and that's going against us. Uh, but so yeah. this was even. I think this was the first time also when we were losing at halftime, I could have been like, I wasn't even like mad, like, wow, we're getting screwed over. It was like, wow, we kind of like, we're not playing well. Like we deserve to have been down at, as like the run of play in the first half. Yeah. I mean, it, um, when it rains, it pours. Like, we that, had that, this, like things really yeah. fell apart in, the, in around the 20 minute mark. Really, until Boateng came in, it was it wasn't very good. That that period from when Bura came out to when um, Boateng came in, it was not good. But I think that was the turning point. Boateng playing up top, Guven on the left, lends that right back worked out. I'm not gonna say amazingly well, but it definitely worked works better than what we were going with. I kind of like lends that right back generally. Like a, I don't know. Yeah, me too. That's probably not the the most popular take, but. Um, I'm gonna die on that hill, I guess. Um, any other sort of key stats that you've left out before we uh, start talking about who we liked and didn't like today? Oh, this is who I did uh, before. I guess uh, intro to who I don't like and like uh, Victor Ruiz, who had an, an assist today with had three chances created as a center back, and our two million per season uh, Egyptian national team captain, Arsenal player Mohamed El Neni. And central midfielder had uh, zero chances created <laughs> with 64 passes completed. Get a shot on goal today. Typical. That was. Oh yeah, off target. Yeah. That was that was wild. I actually took a it shot. It was pretty but, close. Uh, yeah. I thought he was gonna make you eat your words this week, Evran, but uh, nope, he didn't. Uh, he really. I mean, yeah. I, I've to his credit, these last two matches, he's shown like uh, at least some awareness that he should be trying to think about moving the ball forward, like a couple times per match. But uh, it's really still lacking, for sure. Um, so I guess then, like that's a good uh, another good segue. So what for you then? Who's our? Let's start with the bad news. Who's your low light today? I mean, I. First half, if you ask me, I would have said Rocco because I think those first two goals, he did not look good. But the second half, he was better. He he looked a little more comfortable. Maybe it was just Ruiz playing better with him. I don't know what it was, but or it was just quite off to be to be fair. Um, and Yusuf Erdogan just being like useless at times. 
So Useless I think and Yusuf sound pretty similar. Yeah. <laughs> so I think he'll get a pass today, Roko. Um, and Guven managed to score the last minute, so you know he he gets the pass. Nejib, I'm not gonna even bring it up. He just sucks. It's not his fault. <laughs> yeah. um, it's like blaming someone who's not that smart for being not that smart. You know. Yeah. Like we know. Um. So I'm I'm gonna go back down. Then he. Him, I, I didn't like him or Diaby, but Diaby had that one key pass for the lens goal. So back to me. For me, it's El Nani again. It's a little like just when we're losing, it is not like he has any like like you see Atiba like you know trying to carry the ball, trying to produce things when the other players are playing poorly. El Nani's just like yeah, I'm gonna keep passing to Roko and Ruiz, I would have, which I would have given it to John there had he not assisted the goal. He he was fairly useless. Yeah, he didn't do anything else other than um, assist. But. but you know who I'm going to give it to? Which is a, a rare a rare one. I'm giving it to Gokhan Gonu, who um, he really just had 10 terrible minutes, but those 10 terrible minutes were rough because it contributed to a goal they scored, and he looked frustrated. Like, I, you know, for people who are saying, oh, he's already going to he's gonna join Fener, he's already signed with them, basically, and he's throwing... No, I, he looked really pissed off that he was sort of not affecting the match the way he wanted to but so the injury you never say an injury is well timed because it's not good yeah i mean we also don't know when he got injured because there was no particular i think i was gonna say yeah i want to say that maybe he was playing hurt somehow for some stretch yeah contributed to it because he just started started, like wincing at some point like he was about to die and then he got subbed off like four minutes later um but so well, let's flip things around now, and everyone, who do you have as our man of the match? The highlight. Oof. Um, I think there's a couple, but I think for the first time ever, I'm going to give it to Jeremy. Um, even though I think Boateng came it's on. It's so symbolic. In the match impact. where we play against Quaresma, you finally turned the corner on Jeremy. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Although I think you know Ruiz had uh, I think a good last twenty minutes, like really good last twenty minutes, but he wasn't great mm-hmm. before that. Um, I think Lenz as a right back was really good. Um, he made some really good tackles. If we're going to be fair, so I think at times when he's played right back, he looked kind of weird and like sort of like a ticking time bomb. But today I was just like this, he was looking strong out oh, there. Yeah. I think if you if you remember that one play where they like were trying to like press him. Because it was like yeah, a four on one through, if he yeah. lost the ball. Hey, he no, like, man. Get out of the way. Like, Come ah. on. <laughs> and he just dribbled through three <laughs> guys. Uh, he had a great assist. Um, he was really solid defensively. Yeah. Um, I, would, I would say before that, before he switched to right back, I, I wasn't excited. Like, no, I agree with you. you know, he was okay. But I would say as his, you know, his play at right back was really good. Uh, he had the most tackles in the game. Four chances created. Yeah. One assist. Um Seven out of eleven duels won. It's pretty solid. Uh, I, I mean, I wonder if <clears throat> if he's willing to be a full time right back because, like, that could be a solution. <laughs> honestly, like, we're paying him anyway. I, I, you know, he sort of suggested he was willing to write out his contract with us. So, if we're yeah, stuck I mean, I with him, still pay too much. That if if he would agree a pay cut, I would be okay with it. And uh, it's also worth noting, I didn't say this to you but uh this is now lens officially his most prolific season ever as a best judge player nice. in the stupor league with two goals and four assists <laughs> <laughs> all right all right <laughs> let's not get too excited about that um 
No, but yeah, he's he's also very clearly on a good run of form, and that's well timed because losing Lijic first, who's our best player probably, and then Burak in this match, and sort of generally having lost Burak every other week or whatever it is, um, uh, it's good to have someone to sort of rely on a little bit or to lean on. Um, since and and obviously another character in that regard would be Atiba, who is just the consummate professional, and kind of uh, if anyone is showing. The sense of urgency that is clearly needs to be there uh, it, it's him i'd say um even yeah. if he's not like always doing the right thing he sort of botched one yeah, he does pass too much in my opinion he, yeah. every time he gets in the box it's like he had one know, maybe, run maybe uh, you yeah. can dribble and shoot bro I'm... he had one run on the left side where i was like just shoot it just shoot it and he sort of passed it and there was really no one to pass to but also his defense i guess nobody was really making the right run but um, yeah, but he's got to be more selfish sometimes. Yeah, yeah, he so could have probably been a hero head. there, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think I have to go with Lens as well. I I, I don't even know. Like, what, one person we haven't spoken about at all is Ersin Destanolo, and he's sort of in that purgatory, right? He didn't right? really do much. Exactly. He made one nice save, and then the two goals he conceded, one was definitely not his fault at all. He had a good um, punch. The one he's still, the post. He, it stands to reason that he's good in the air. For whatever, uh, even he though he's young, there, yeah. yeah. But he's commanding like, too. For a young guy, that's promising. You know, yeah. uh, he he asserts himself. I think he was okay. Um, the the goals he conceded, one zero percent his fault. One maybe he could have done something. Um, the yeah. first one was a little awkward, but it's still striking. People are saying the angle, yeah. The, yeah. But I mean, so whatever I, I i'm always yeah. a defender of keepers and I, yeah i i like his poise in in the air his aerial he also control. had that one wonky touch <laughs> uh, if you remember went under his foot on the pass back and then he just like let it go out because the guy was pressing which was low-key kind of smart uh, i think if you remember like fabry when he would get in that situation he would try to play out every time yeah for sure um Ariston was like yeah it's not <laughs> let's me. just I'm take this thing yeah no i like i like his boot he's got a good boot for sure um <laughs> And his willingness to use it, yeah, he doesn't mess around. If he gets the ball back, he's very likely going to boot it somewhere. Whether and yeah, whether it's straight like out. I liked so. how he he put it straight out once when clearly there was nowhere else to put it, and like yeah, he'll boot it upfield. But like he even booted it upfield once, and it set up a nice run where Boateng brought it down to us, brought it down to his chest, or brought it down with his chest, and and then it turned into an offense. So. Yeah, that's that's a plus. Yeah, I, I agree. I I think he sort of he didn't do anything for us to say he had a great game, but again, he didn't do anything for us to say. Oh, he's clearly not a stand. You know, he's not going to make it. You know, so for a 19-year-old, he's he's hanging in there for sure. Uh, which can't be said for Ridvan Yilmaz, unfortunately. Thanks to Sergey. Uh, other honorable mentions will have to go to Tyler Boyd and. Guven Yelchin, who, who scored vital goals for us. Um, yeah, I don't think either were like particularly like amazing. That's I why, think they were yeah. both like okay, but they did score key goals. Yeah, um, that's like, like neither. Like Tyler Boyd showed periods where he was very engaged in and getting behind the defense, which we love to see, um, and bringing the whole team sort of forward as well, uh, making them play more forward because he was getting back there. But then at other times he'd fade out into the into the distance, sort of ghost. So you you know that's he's showed his best and his worst in one match. So that's that was that. But obviously the goal gives him honorable mention and is a big one. Not just for his first goal with the club, but the timing couldn't be better. Uh, and then Guven Yelchin, same deal. Um, 
He might have even been a low light if not for his goal, honestly. You know, there were times he was really not helpful. But then at the same time, like, he wasn't coming back and playing defense much today, which was thank thankful, right? You never want to see that. We've, he's already given up three goals on defense somehow for a forward. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think there's a whole lot else to say about this match. You got anything else to say? Give us a final closing thought on today's match, everyone. Um, uh, we we desperately miss Adam Leitch, um, in my opinion. Yeah. Man. And uh, I think three assists from defenders isn't isn't like it's not like rely awful, on that. but that that's not something you can usually count on. You can't take that to the bank, so to speak. Um, I don't want to rely on Victor Ruiz pulling the strings from center back. Um, so I think we definitely have to play better. The next two games against Malatya, who's desperately fighting relegation. And I watch it. I think those are going to be a little bit tougher than today. Um, so hopefully, I'm praying Lyich comes back and uh, maybe Ankuru also and Dorukan to come off instead of the bench instead of Nedjit. Just, just an idea. And so let's <laughs> finally talk about the standings. And uh, before that, I guess let's even talk about the fixtures uh, since you sort of just introed them there. Yeah. Most importantly, Besiktas is playing on the road in Malatya. Although, again, no fans, so we'll see if that even matters. But uh, Monday, July 13th, 2 p.m. here on the eastern coast of the United States. So, again, it's another 9 p.m., a, a, a late-night match for those of you in Turkey. Stay awake. Have a coffee if you need it. Um, make some noise. I guess they won't hear you in Malatya, so maybe it doesn't even matter. But... Um, any other fixtures we should be paying attention to? I mean, yeah, there's one there big ton, one but... on Sunday. Fenerbahce Sivas. Uh, Sivas is one point ahead of us. So they're the only team we can catch. Um, Gala, Alanya, and Fenerbahce are all within three points of us. So obviously we have to win. Yeah. But um, we, I think, you know, this is the game you would suspect if you want to bet on Sivas losing again. Um, you know, Fenerbahce is probably a good option. Yeah, uh, they, 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 they got um, hopes now. With, with like, Yeah, Fenerbahce still has, is only three points behind us, so they still have like that sneaking hope that they could get into third place <laughs> also, so obviously they'll come out. Honestly, um, like, try. you could probably say that the last two weeks, as well as they've gone for us, and that we squandered the one match, uh, they've gone really, like, it's been, everything's fallen for Fener until today, until our win here, so... Um, they'll definitely be hoping. Yeah, and Alanya is also still fighting for that third place. Yeah. That'd be wild if Alanya went to the Champions League with Papi Sisse um, <laughs> uh, making a yeah. comeback. Uh, but so yeah, they're playing Antalya uh, on Sunday as well. So I mean, Sunday is a big day. Um, all the matches on Sunday impact us. With Galatasaray playing first, uh, Antalya versus Alanya, and then Fener Sivas. So that's, you know, I, again, we're going to go into our match day uh, pretty much Selling. knowing yeah. what, what, what needs to be done. And, of course, what needs to be done is win no matter what anyway. So in a sense, it doesn't even matter. But obviously, like, should these guys keep dropping points, uh, it'd be great if we had less pressure and, and we could really focus yeah. on maybe creating some sort of miracle to overturn our deficit with Trabzon should they keep flailing although they're playing denizli Spor, who's in the relegation that's zone. the only that was the only team that's beaten them really recently uh if you look at Trabzon's last games uh they've only lost one game in 2020 
And that was a cup game versus Dennis Lee. And the last league game they lost was also the Dennis Lee in December. Yeah. but So it's going to be an interesting week. Uh, obviously, stay tuned. We'll be back again. We're coming back at you. Next week, it's just back to the regular schedule of one match per week. Um, so the, the following, like we're down to our last three matches, though. So it's, it's, do or die. Yeah, it's getting exciting. Yeah. Um, I, I guess, I guess that's it. Let's talk standings real quickly. Tell, tell them where everything lies at the moment. Yeah, so I kind of introed it in the beginning, but just to finalize, um, Bashakshir is first place with 66 points. Uh, is they're four points ahead of second place, Travis on with 62. Yeah. So, that's uh if you do the the math that's nine points um so actually i, I believe travel might not actually be catchable anymore um because i think we'll be tied with them if they lose every game yeah i don't know about the gold uh, you have a worse head-to-head oh. so yeah technically i guess travel is not catchable i guess we lied Dang. because they had to lose this game not tie um <laughs> Dang. so then sivas is with 54 points which is eight points behind travel zone uh, so sivas can technically catch traps on but they're one point ahead of us and Sivas has not won since June 15th which is five match games ago against Denizli. Yeah, so they lost to Malatya and to Kaiser and tied Konya and Kasim Pasha which are all relegation fighters um, so it's not looking good for them to finish three for three I would say and then we're one point behind Sivas with 53 and then Galo's one point behind us Alanya is one point behind Gala and Fenner is one point behind Alanya. So that's the uh, <laughs> the five teams all within four points, all vying for that third spot, assuming Trabzon's ban is upheld by the uh, CAS. And so a vital point that needs to be mentioned here is, of course, that we still have Fenner uh, in our lens for, for a team that we're going to come up against yeah. the week the, after. The 19th. Yeah, the week after uh, we played Malatya. And so this is the first season we don't have a critical derby against Gala as one of the first three games. This time we got it against Fenner. So, and that's going to be pretty fascinating. I mean, if yeah. they slip up this week, uh, then it won't be quite as meaningful. But if they beat us on that day and we're still just three points ahead of them, that's yeah, Fenner realistically, in their eyes, if they win the next two games, they have a good chance of being in third place so for us obviously for everyone has teeth in the game so yeah a lot to play for. and so final note we are short five players uh this coming week against Malatya. obviously adem liayic is out still uh and umut nair is a six actually i forgot him uh are they guaranteed to be out for the Malatya game i or? believe so uh and if not then it'll be a last-minute decision, but I, I, I would imagine yeah. the best-case scenario would be like him on the bench as an option if he's feeling all right, you know? Um, additionally, Barack Yumas is out, apparently. The injury that he suffered was bad enough that they've already announced that. Gokan Gunnul is probably out as well, uh, which means we might see Jeremy Lenz on the right side of the defense again, uh, hopefully. Hopefully uh, there's nothing, there's no Nedjip action there. Um, also, we don't know about um, Nkudu. Am I forgetting someone? Who, is someone? Oh, Atiba. Atiba is Sorry. Yeah, also, suspension. Yeah, also, Atiba is out with a suspension, a yellow card suspension because of the card he got this week. And finally, the last sort of question mark is, of course, Nkudu, who was out this week, I believe, with just that sort of chronic knee 
situation that's sort of plagued them throughout yeah, the year. I don't really know. We don't have much information there, to be honest. So uh, we can just hope for the best as far as he goes. Uh, but so it's going to be interesting. We're cobbling things together. Yeah. You know, much like Galatasaray, for example, has been, ha has had to. But we're kind of weathering it thus far, uh, unlike Galatasaray, knock on wood. <laughs> um, but so, yeah, I mean, a lot of question marks going forward. We're going to have to really come together as a unit. Um, you know yeah i think it'll all come down to who's fit or not um it's gonna since we're missing Gekon and atiba if that happens um uh, i think a lot of the players other than lens who fill in at right back are also midfielders uh if you think dorukan can come back he could play right back neja could play right back and also vita could play right back Interesting. that's like a defensive right back so i think we'll see one of those four or the you know the screwball shocker one would be if Kedem Kalafat plays right back, but I really doubt that. Yeah, I don't um, think this might be too late for, yeah. for playing around. Um, so I would just—I just don't want to see Nedjip start again. I That's just my thing with Nedjip. Because he'll just get carded out, out in the first half. So. Uh, I, <laughs> I really, I, my my personal hope is that it's Lens. Honestly, I I, I like the yeah. intent. I think that means some Kudu has to be back though. Um, yeah, that's true. Otherwise, if Lens drops back, I guess we'd see. Van Boateng, Boyd, Diaby again, which might work. I'd like to see Boyd and um, who am I thinking? Who am I forgetting? Uh, Inkudu. I would. I'd, I'd like to see Boyd and Inkudu on the wings. Yeah. With uh, Lens uh, right back. Yeah, exactly. You don't know what's up. With. He's fit. There's a lot of question marks for for next. And game. another Let's key point. I need to see Boateng starting. It's much like it was when when we were putting Liayet on the bench. We're not that kind of team at the moment. We can't afford to have talent like that just sort of not playing. Yeah, I, I just think we don't have a ten without Liayet or Boateng. And exactly. Yeah. I guess in this case he kind of played up top, but still, he kind of just functioned more as like a false nine a little bit. Uh, I think we just we miss a little something with that Diaby lens Boyd midfield. Exactly. Um, Especially when Burak isn't playing or Burak just sucks. Because sometimes he just doesn't show up. So. Yeah, which looked like it might be the case until he went out early this week. So but yeah, let's hope for the best. Um, I, I, apparently he's not playing on Monday anyway. So I, I, I think that means Guven is probably a lock. Maybe Diaby. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Uh, it's yeah. Many question marks. So obviously, stay tuned. Um, and let's take this thing out. You know, follow us as usual. I'm going to do a brief one here. Follow the podcast at Eagles underscore podcast. Uh, and from there, you can probably find us very easily. So follow all of us. Uh, do a little research. <laughs> you can figure that stuff out. This week, I'm keeping it brief because I don't know. Two episodes. Is, is, that's too, too many Twitter handles, man, so I'm you guys. Um, but yeah, obviously stay tuned. Come back for more. We're going to be back here after every match. Uh, and these last three ones are huge. So hopefully we'll keep having great news to report and uh, maintain this enthusiasm. But we'll be here for the, <clears throat> for the rainy days as well. Rain or shine. Um, uh, but also rain or shine. It's important. To reiterate the important point that go bashing touch! See you on Monday, everyone. Peace out. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
got a second place in the both of our Besiktas International hopes you enjoyed this program.